So we're going to dive right in. Let's do it. Thanks. So why are you here instead of in a, what, what would normally be called a church building? Why would you come to a house instead of a church? We didn't know what to call it, so if you have a processional and a recessional, this was an intercessional. <laughs> you could pray on the way down. I have a conviction about house churches. This is not just a preference, it's a conviction. It's a thing of the past, but I believe it's going to be a thing of the future. I think in light of what the Lord's going to do in the earth, and in light of the, what the world is going to do to what the Lord is going to do in the, ch- in the world, in the church, I think, uh, okay, Naomi. Amen, Naomi. I think this will be something that, that as it has in other cultures, it will catch on in the American culture. And we will have the chance to spawn many, many churches all you have to do is pay the mortgage and get a place. And uh, by God's grace, we'll take care of that one. And then you guys show up. But at some point, maybe God will have you do what Tom and Corrine did. And I'm so excited for Tom and Corrine Johnston because I said, as most of you remember who were here in the early days, I said, welcome to Lydia House. I hope you're not here in a year. <laughs> Which is not what too many pastors <laughs> say. But I said it because I believe that God would have these all around in every neighborhood, every community, people meeting together in homes, worshiping together, and connecting personally to one another like we're going to connect today. So, resolution, long, long word. Kids, what does it mean? Resolution. Anybody know? Any of you kids know what a resolution is? How about the word resolve? I resolve to clean the garage. What am I saying? What am I saying when I say I resolve to clean the garage? I what? I volunteer. I volunteer. Well, that, okay, I'll take you. <laughs> well, you want to do it this afternoon or? or <laughs> next year. Okay, next year. Well, I'll take that. Okay. I resolve means I'm going to, I decide. In fact, it's stronger than decide. I decide with some oomph behind it that I'm, I'm going to do this. And, you know, a lot of people, as we get close to the new year, they start making resolutions, don't they? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yes. <laughs> You're right. By Valentine's, 80% of resolutions are done with. You know, we wanted to throw away the calendar because we're bringing in a new year, and we wanted to throw away some bad habits at the same time, and so we're going to start some new ones. What, what do you say, Naomi? <laughs> 80 per, 80% of, of, uh, of resolutions don't make it. 80% of statistics are made up on the spot, like the one I just said. <laughs> And why is that? To have something rise up in your heart that resolves to change is a wonderful thing. It's a godly thing that you want to change some things. Because it's like God. Because you want to be 
like God. You were, in fact, made to be like God. In fact, you were made to be perfect. Because that's the way it started, and that's the way it'll end. That's the plan of God, perfection. And that's why Jesus said, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. He wasn't kidding. He wasn't exaggerating. He wasn't just throwing a statement out. Yeah, we, Jesus, we really know. Yeah, you didn't mean that. You didn't mean perfect. He meant perfect. And we are moving from glory to glory toward perfection. Resolutions are good things, and I want to talk about them to help us understand how we can get the benefit. I'm going to give you a handout. I hope what you do with that handout, some of you already read it. Bob could, said he could preach the sermon. I, I'll call on you in a little bit, Bob. So, because I want, I'm, I'm hoping that you digest this. Here's the question I throw at you. If resolutions are good, but most resolutions, even with Christians, don't last until Valentine's, what can we do? Are they biblical? And in fact, is there something that God can do in us to bring about the kind of changes we want to see? How does change come in our life? Does it come by res resolve? In fact, it doesn't. Paul said, the, the things I want to do, I can't. If it's only by grit, it's not going to happen. Probably won't. But there, there are w three ways that we are changed that I know of. One is by the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is... So it might be a good resolution to, to rely on the Holy Spirit. You get a lot accomplished. You get a lot of change. Because the Holy Spirit's working that patience in you. It's working that love in you. You can do two other ways that you're changed. By what you believe and what you behold. Let me ask you kids a question. If you believe that you're dirt, how are you going to live? Ethan, how do you think you'd live if you thought you were a bunch of junk, a bunch of dirt? How, how would you live? Did you hear what he said? Live, feeling bad about myself and never really caring. That's exactly the truth. If you think you're junk, you live like junk. If you think you're dirt, you live like dirt. So what you believe is really important. You can't live apart from how you believe about yourself. If you believe, hey, let me ask you another question. If you believe that you're a prince, how would you live? Like a prince. Right on. You would. If you know you're a prince, you live like a prince. If you're a piece of junk, you live like junk. So how you believe, how you see yourself, perception is reality. Identity drives behavior. We are driven by who we think we are into how we live that out. So if you believe truth, that'll change you. But the other way we're changed, not by just what we believe, but what we behold. I used to think as a young person that the more I concentrated on my sin, the better I got. Was I right? I was, I got to get over this sin. I, I hate this stuff. I hate this stuff in my life. I got to deal with this. And I found myself focusing on that. 
and I didn't have power to change. The Bible says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding, as in a mirror, beholding the glory of the Lord, we're being changed into that. So as you look to Jesus, you're becoming like Jesus. That's encouraging. So as I take my eyes off myself and look to Jesus, I can change. So it might be good to, to phrase your resolutions. I think resolutions are wonderful. I think they're powerful. You might want to phrase your resolution as an invitation. Father, I'm inviting you to work self-discipline in me today through the Holy Spirit. That's a good resolution. Turn to somebody now for a moment, one other person or two other people, and uh, share with them something that you have in mind that you would like to see changed. If it's personal, you don't have to share it. Too personal. But just turn, kids included. You think of something that you would like to change. Can you think of anything, Anna, that you'd like to change in 2014? Can you think of anything she should change? <laughs> Help her out. <laughs> okay. You guys can't do that, but she can. He can. So turn to one another. Just share an area that you want to change. Two people, the, the mamas. There's 30 of them, so we can get most of them out. Yeah. If he wants, I, yeah, if he's passing out. Those are the songs. Here, everybody needs one of these. Okay, coming back, we'll get back to that in a little bit. Here's what I want to do with you. I want to show you how the scriptures has set us up for resolutions. You're going to be getting uh, the notes of the message. You don't need to look at them now. You can tuck them away. But I, ho I sure hope you look at them when you go home and work on your own resolutions. And I hope you do that because I think it's a good thing. I wouldn't make many. I'd make a couple. But I would make some resolutions as an invitation of God to work in your heart. And here is, it, it is so biblical to make resolutions. Let me show you how in the, in the life of Israel. First of all, daily. When does the day begin for an Israelite? Okay. It actually starts the night before. Evening and morning were the first day, it says in the Bible. So as I go to sleep... That would be a good time to think back and review. It would be a, a, good, ba a good time. I carried it in my Bible for a while. I lost it, so I, I'm not doing it right now, but I, I do it sometimes by memory. But I ask myself several questions. One question I ask is, did I live for others today? I may find places where I was living for myself, and I say, I'm sorry, God. 
I say, do I have any unfinished business? Come on, be truthful with me. Do some of you go to sleep with unfinished business? Not a good thing, is it? It affects your sleep. It definitely affects your sleep. If you go to bed with unfinished business, Bible says do not let the sun go down on your anger. If there's irritation, if there's frustration, if there's anger, it's going to somehow touch your sleep. And it may bury itself and come out 10 years later. So it's good to take, to take inventory. You business people, how often typically do companies, do businesses take inventory? Pardon? Once a year? Okay. I thought some did it monthly, but I'm, I'm not a businessman. In some ways, you do it every day, don't you? But then, then you take a full-on inventory, okay, once a year. Okay, so daily is a good time to resolve. I'd encourage you, and I'd like you to encourage me, that as we go to sleep at night, that we take that momentary opportunity, kids included, you think, did I, did I fight with anybody today? There are times when I've gotten out of the bed as a result of that, gone to somebody and said, I'm really sorry. I was frustrated when I said what I said. If you can learn to do that, you are going to be so much more healthy. So that's the daily. What about weekly? Weekly, every week, the children of Israel celebrated what they call the Shabbat. It was from Friday night to Saturday night. That's when, that's when life slowed down, giving them opportunity for what? Rest. Reflection. And resolve. For many in the Christian community, it includes Holy Communion. And the Bible says, what do we do before we take Holy Communion? Let a man examine himself, it says. So that isn't to beat ourselves up, but it's a wonderful opportunity to take a look, to do a review, to do some resolve. So there's a rhythm that God put into the spiritual calendar that on a weekly basis, life slowed down and gave us an opportunity to think. Sometimes you don't have time to think, right? During the week, you're thinking. Maybe during Christmas, you didn't have time to stop and think. The Bible says Mary kept Ponder yourself, especially if you can learn not to condemn yourself. This isn't a time to beat yourself up because that doesn't get anywhere. But examining yourself, taking inventory of what's on the shelf is a good thing. So daily, weekly. For the Hebrew, their calendar was the moon. And so when you saw that thin crescent in the twilight sky, it was a day set aside for Israelites to rest, to reflect. It was a new, it was a new day. And they reflected on their life. So resolutions have a lot of history in them built right into the calendar. I know people that once a month, couples that spend a, a day together, 
I know individuals who sometimes go on a retreat on the average of about once a month. Wouldn't be a bad thing for churches to do. Wouldn't be a bad thing for you and me to do. To say, how am I doing? And then to have someone help me. Are there things that you see that would be good for me to resolve, that would be good for me to change? And then yearly, let's think about the Jewish calendar. The festivals, the major festivals, revolved around two different seasons. It was the early rain and the latter rain. They were an agricultural community. It was springtime and harvest. And so in spring, you have them celebrating what holidays? Passover, Pentecost, unleavened bread, um, first fruits. And that's the springtime. Then in the fall, you've got them celebrating around September-ish, late September. Rosh, let me, let me say a Hebrew uh, Happy New Year to Shana Tova, literally good year. Say it back to me. Shana Tova. The new year, it's, it's, uh, for Israel, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's the head, Rosh, the head of the year. It's the top of the year. It's in the fall. For, for, a, for a Jew, that's when the year begins. And that's preceded by the Day of Atonement when they really, you said once a year businesses do it, once a year a Jew would take serious inventory. They would not wear their normal shoes. If you were in Israel, they'd be in tennis shoes. You'd see these Orthodox Jews with their curls. They'd be walking in tennis shoes because you don't wear hard soles on those, day, on those days. Don't ask me why. That's where you get into externalizing the law and it, become, it, it turns from love into legalism. But uh, it's a time for deep, uh, deep personal introspection and examination of my life. So look at the calendar. In fall, you've got the celebration of atonement, you've got trumpets, you've got tab Feast of the Tabernacles. In the fall, these important holidays. So God built it into the calendar that our lives would be under the scrutiny of the Holy Spirit and that we would take part in that. And so uh, Bob and I talked about this and we thought what a gift we would give to you to give you a moment to reflect and hopefully this turns into a, a half hour, an hour, a day. I encourage my children to do this every year. I do it every year. I'm, I'm starting a week ahead of time thinking through what's a new year look like? God, what do you have for me? What needs to change? How do you want to move in my life through others today? So what I want you to do, you've got a half sheet of paper. I want you to be thinking about it. This may be the start of something that will, you'll finish when you get home. If you didn't get a piece of paper, uh, do we have any, any uh, half sheets that didn't get around? If you, if you, you could probably write on this if you need it. I've got pencils here, pens for those who need it. But I want you to, uh, we're going to share a little bit with others after we've done some work ourselves. Raise your hand if you need a pencil. Rachel, would you see the people that need one get one? <laughs> and 
and kids, you are as good at this as adults. You think about it and think of areas where maybe you have said wrong things or you have gotten bad habits where you, you uh, throw your clothes around and, and you want to change that or you don't, uh, you, you don't make your bed or, or something where you think your parents, maybe they'll help you. Moses, what do you need, Moses? You want your paper or a, a pencil? Here's paper here. I got a pen here if anybody needs a pen. One in the back. I'm going to throw it to Celinda. Good catch. Wow. That was impressive. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> okay, so now we're just going to take some time. <clears throat> Resolution is good. Daniel resolved not to what? Not to what? Defile himself with what? What do you need? More paper. Here it is. With the food of the king. It changed his life. It affected his whole ministry. One resolution. I want you to think now. And, and you're praying as you're doing it. God, are there things in my life that you're going to change in the new year? It's an invitation to him. Invitation to the Holy Spirit to do something special in your life. So this is an exciting time. It's not beat yourself up time. But it is honesty time. It is real honest. Looking at yourself through the eyes of heaven. As if God were speaking to you and saying, this needs to change now. The way you're speaking needs to change. The way, you're, the way your habits need to change. And, and uh, you can't change everything, but you can change something by his grace. So it'll take about 10 minutes. I wouldn't recommend a lot of resolutions. As a young pastor, I met uh, Agnes Sanford and was influenced by her ministry, and she gave us five statements. I, I made those over again to myself, maybe several times a day. Repetition helps resolve, helps to put something down in there. So uh, what I'd like to do now is spin around in groups of two or three, uh, four at the most. And uh, whatever you're comfortable with, share with one another and then have prayer with one another. Pray, pray for each other. I'm going to wrap it up. When, when we get done here, we'll take maybe five, ten minutes. We'll just see how it goes. But just uh, share with one another areas in your heart that you want to see changed. And then we'll uh, wrap it up together. If you didn't get a chance to pray for each other after I share some words here, then uh, I'd encourage you to, to pray for one another. But let's, let's turn our attention back, our focus back for now, just for a second.
Okay, I'd, enc I'd encourage you uh, to have two rather than 15. Now, you can do it any way you want to, but uh, he is changing us from one degree of glory into another incrementally, and he does that in a variety of all kinds of areas. But often he has a focus on certain areas, and as we pray, as we yield to that, as we lean in, and invite him to do what he's doing as we catch the wind of his spirit and what he's doing in us and respond to that we can see change and that's encouraging when you see I am I'm more under control I'm more patient I'm I'm more responsive to his spirit I can hear his voice better so that's encouraging if keep in mind what the scripture says faithful is he who called you and what's the end of it he will do it he can do it. God is at work within you both to will and to work. So he both wills it and he works it. That's wonderful. So he's willing something even now in your heart. He's willing. You're looking like Jesus. That's his highest goal. His highest goal is character. It's not skill. It's not ministry. His goal is that you look like his son Jesus in whom he is well pleased. And so the more you look like Jesus, the more pleasure there is in heaven, more response, more favor. Mary got favor from heaven, which the Greek word there is charis, grace. She got grace because she chose to live a life of purity that pleased heaven. Does God have favorites? Well, he has people he favors. He favored her above every other woman. And so God wants to favor. God favored Daniel because Daniel turned toward heaven and favored God. So I want to favor God. I want to look toward him, and I want to catch what's going on there. And I don't want to just do an end-of-the-year kind of a thing. I really want to do it daily. Help me, will you? Remind me. Paul, did you do it last night? Remind me weekly. There's a rhythm here, monthly. There's a rhythm in the calendar, and then yearly, so that we're not, we're not putting all our marbles in the New Year's basket, but we have some of our marbles during the, during the year. So I'm going to bless you and then invite you, if you haven't finished your little, your little time together to finish it. Uh, next Thursday, our LT meets for uh, Communitas. And then on Friday, we're going to meet with uh, John Tolo and uh, Frogtown, which is turning into Godtown. If you are potentially interested in the kind of things that we might be doing there, which I suspect will be mentoring children, teenagers, young adults at risk, helping poverty level come up, maybe with a food bank, maybe a, a, a thrift store, maybe plant a church. We're just praying now what our options will be. But if any of that resonates with you, you're invited to come with us as we meet next Friday in Frogtown at John's place to talk together and then to work on one of his houses. We'll spend about an hour and a half talking. My wife is waving at me. Hi, honey. I didn't happen to mention it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna happen to mention it now. We're, we're over at Redeeming Love at 6.30 for a, a block of worship that I'm gonna be sharing. John's got uh, something going three nights in a row uh, 
tonight, tomorrow, and bringing in the New Year. So we also have a party here on Tuesday. Friday at 6 to talk uh, with their leaders, and then 7.30 to, to do work around the house. 6.30 tonight. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have a New Year's gathering here at 7:30. All righty. So, I'll bless you. And then, if you have unfinished business in your small group, you can finish it. Trying to remember the one from Hebrews. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy. And to our only God and Savior be praise and glory and honor now and forevermore.